Broadcasting live to the world now, it's Sheila Zelensky. This is a very sinister Luciferian eugenics plan. These spineless weasels preach what people want to hear. They replace repentance with dreams of the good life. Dying daily, taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing have been superseded with name it and claim it. Sheila Zelensky. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Sheila Zelensky show today. I hope you caught me on the Stu Peters show last week. That was a very interesting conversation we had on Technogeddon, which is, by the way, it's number one in eschatology right now. That's really exciting. Make sure that if you don't have a copy, I've said this before, it's one of the most important books, I believe, of the decade. It is so important. It connects so many dots, and it even gets into what we're witnessing now with this jab, this transhumanism jab, as I call it. So make sure that you do get a copy of Technogeddon right now. You can pick that up on Amazon. Request it in your local bookstores, as well as Christian bookstores. Technogeddon, The Coming Human Extinction. And boy, oh boy, Dr. Michael Lake wrote the foreword. Steve Quayle wrote an incredible endorsement. It's really, really an important book, and I do hope that you pick up a copy of that today. You can also pick up a digital copy instantly by going over there to my book page at SheilaZelinsky.com. Do support this ministry. If you are eating the meat of this program, please do support this show. If you have the means to help, please do so that you can ensure that I stay on platforms that you're listening on, such as the podcast, such as Worldwide Christian Radio, Global Star Radio, and our sister stations. It's a privilege and a challenge to come to you because I pay my own airtime, and I'm really looking for some people to come alongside that really want to support the ministry and ensure that it does stay on the air. How can you give? Well, you can simply go to the giving there. There's a donate page there over there at SheilaZelinski.com. You've asked for it, and we've made some really easy ways for you to support. And I want to jump right into this expose that I'm doing today. I'm calling this Scalar Sorcery, Frequencies, and Occult Mind Control. I'm going to tie this in with Bewitchments and how this all ties together and sort of give you a historical overview of some things I think you're going to find very interesting. So let's jump into it. Because one of the things that we know about the devil is he always has the same bag of tricks, doesn't he? When you look at all the programming that's gone on, folks, look at Disney. I did the show Disney Deception. And if you have not seen that, you need to. This magical kingdom, all right, they've been training us since the early 1900s. This is going on decades, folks, 50, 60, 75 plus years. It goes back to cartoons we were watching, programming, conditioning. And then at the moment, after you get all these forms of mind control coming in, layers upon layers of mind control, predictive programming. And then at the moment in time, it gets triggered, isn't it? Because 
That is modern sorcery, bewitchment, and mind control, folks. So going back to Acts chapter 8, there's two places I want to go. So here we see they had just killed Stephen. Saul, you know, had agreed to his death, and the Christians were being scattered everywhere. Now in verse 5 it says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and he preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracle which he did. What were the miracles which he did? Verse 7, it says, For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them. So what happened over 2,000 years ago in the name of Jesus as they were preaching Christ, unclean spirits, as they were walking in that anointing, they were preaching Christ. What happens? Unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice. They were coming out of many possessed with them. And notice what preaching Christ really is, folks. Salvation, healing, and deliverance. Then Simon saw Peter and John. They came, they laid their hands on people. They received the Holy Ghost. And in verse 18, it says, And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, that he was like, hey, where did these guys get this trick? He offered them money. He liked that magic trick. And in verse 19, saying, Give me also this power that on whoever I lay hands that he may receive the Holy Ghost too. I'm willing to pay for that, basically, he says. Here's some money. I want to learn that magic trick. And what does Peter say? No, you can't have it. Your money perish with you because you thought the gift of God can be purchased with money. And later in verse 23, he really looked into Simon's soul and said, For I perceive that you are in the gall of bitterness and the bond of iniquity, the bondage of iniquity. That's huge right there, isn't it? Folks, the sorcery and bewitchment equals bondage. The gall of bitterness was, hey, wait a minute, Every, why is everybody going over to you? I want to learn this laying in the hands thing too, because the people will love me. You can see that the iniquity of Simon bound him as with iron chains of something that he couldn't free himself from. You know what the problem was? He was more desirous to gain honor to himself than to do good to others. And Peter shows him his crime. He esteemed the wealth of this world as if it would answer for things relating to the other life. This was such a condemning error. A proud and covetous heart cannot be right with God. It's impossible. Interesting something in Deuteronomy 29.18 says this, Lest there should be among you a root that beareth gall and wormwood. A similar expression occurs in Hebrews 12.15, Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. Sin there is represented as a bitter or poisonous thing. Ruinous. Interesting how Jeremiah 2.19, it says, It is an evil and bitter thing that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God. In other words, it shows that Simon's heart was full of dreadful, malignant sin. The bond of iniquity is like a ruler spirit. It binds you as a captive. Thus, Simon had gone from one evil idolatry to another until he became a full prisoner of this bewitchment himself. Remember, these New World Order, absolute dark Kabbalist folks, these wizards that are pulling these sorcery and bewitchments modern day, don't forget here, 
They're praying to their gods, idolatry. They're casting their spells and curses and incantations. You have masters of deception out there doing these rituals, this magic. And what are these high-level wizards doing today? The same trick that worked back then so many years ago. You know what? The enemy says, why don't we repackage it? We'll try reworking that today. And it comes in many many forms, doesn't it? Now, speaking of forms, this is a good time for me to interject a word, thought forms, egregory. That's a word that came up in a Freemasonic text. There's actually rituals that they do. It's like an incantation that causes a veil, a thought form, a form of bewitchment, sorcery. What kind of rituals? Well, let's look at practical Kabbalah for a sec. I don't know if you saw the show I did again with the Kardashians where they used candle magic and crystal magic and amulet magic. Well, it's interesting that in practical Kabbalah, some of their high-level Kabbalah wizards, what do they say is really important? Certain words, sacred symbols, specifically recombined names when placed on a piece of parchment in a specific sequence allows them a desired outcome. So if you want to control the minds of the people, well, these Kabbalistic amulets can help them do that. They can literally put a powerful curse to a global thought form using these amulets. Folks, the history, when you look at it, of controlling men's minds, how long this has been going on, there's actually instruments of power and control. This even goes back to ancient times, early man's use of detection of vibration, use of electricity, sound, vibration, low frequency fields, magnetic fields, all this ties together. You know, the ability to subject the human mind to an external influence, it goes back to the garden. You will be as gods. <laughs> Satan was really the first fact checker, wasn't he? He's getting them to rethink, revisit. What was said again? Challenging beliefs, exerting power over our mind. Wait, let me go back and rethink that. What did he say again? Our thought forms, our thoughts. Think about even early Buddhism in monasteries. It included not just yoga, but self-hypnotization, deep insight. You know, look at all these things they do using the mind, levitation, telepathy, ESP, the reading of minds, all this physiological phenomena. The ancient Greeks showed man how to use his mind. No line of thought was too much to halt Greek thinkers. Man by nature desires to know said Aristotle. In this sense, the Greeks discovered the life of the mind as we understand it. Even Plato wielded his social ideas into being the grand design, he said, was accessible to the human mind. The law and principles are the building blocks of Plato's ideas. Even think about the theater. It was a towering religious spirit with all the mystery and ritualistic grandeur that goes with it. Plays and these spectators... And the sensation from that, the speech, the sensation, the feelings that it evokes, sensations, thoughts, feelings, vision, hearing, cognition. Now, interesting that an Egyptian manuscript, the Leyden papyrus, contains various descriptions of electrical techniques for producing spirits. 
And then it utilizes these batteries with lead sulfate and distilled water and these electrolytes, which produce like a sodium sulfate. And it produces electrical phenomena like concave mirrors and bricks, these electrical solar energy, the earliest form of it even. Interesting that King Solomon, the king of Israel, inherited electrical technology from Moses, who had inherited it from these Egyptian wizards. After Alexandria the Great invaded Persia, the Persians fled to India with the technology which they had inherited from Solomon. Really, Solomon was the progenitor of all the esoteric religions, like Freemasonry. So these harmonics, these waveforms, these acoustic technologies really go back a long, long time. There's a fourth century book of fortification of technology that uses hollow vessels as resonators, using alchemy, using the use of metals, metallurgy, copper and ore and alloys. A combination of Egyptian and Greek theology provided a careful, thought-out adaption of the religion of Egypt to the spirit of the Greeks. Metals, mining, and metallurgy. Think about that. Even the first solid gold statue of a human being was one of himself set up by Leontini in the Temple of Delphi. Metallurgy, metals, mining, all, of course, brought in through the technology of the giants, geomagnetics. For centuries, lodestones have been located using compass-like devices. It seems evident that in China, iron could be melted and cast almost as soon as iron was known. If you go even back to BCE, to writings of Fan Huan Zhu, inscribed in these casts in early, early writings, the ore and the red hematite and other magnetic sands were used in magic ceremonies. They talked about these furnaces for smelting iron ore had something magical about them. These iron masters, these smiths, these blacksmiths, in fact, it was said these iron masters paid worship to these presiding spirits. These primitive smiths added or removed carbon and other elements, knowing only what desired properties they wanted to obtain by relying on a spirit. One she was said to have got his art from a spiritual visitation. A metal spirit taught him the proper combination of fire and water and using black coal and reducing phosphorus to a certain degree. The metallurgy of steel in China developed these high composite blades, these highly composite welded blades. How? From technology of the fallen. These spirits gave them great skills. And that ties into divination. And divination plays into magnetic polarities. Magnetic fields have two sources, the flow of electrical current and a magnetic source. In the field of biomagnetism, magnetism is the means of small magnetic particles which form part of our nervous system. Sound waves, information transfer by electrical signals, optical devices, lenses, magnetic sources. So this all ties together with the nervous system and the mind. So it all ties together. In Greco-Roman times, Galen played an important role in laying the groundwork for physiology of the nervous system by being the first to demonstrate experimentally that the brain was the point of origin of the multitude of nerves which controlled various vital sensory or motor activities of the body using 
sound waves, magnetic waves, electromagnetic waves, and the reciprocal relations between electric and magnetic phenomena, and how this ties in through the senses, how you can control the mind. About 3000 BC, magic flourished in Egypt to the point where its very name passed into other languages denoting magic. In Arab tradition, the Jews were the greatest magicians of all times. The Book of Enoch claiming intellectual descent from Solomon and Moses. Interesting, there's a book of Hermes said to be 42 in number, which are attributed to the Egyptian god Toth. Toth was called Thuth by Plato, who states that the Egyptians based their religion and widespread magic upon his words. It's only during Victorian times that magical origins in high Asia influenced people halfway around the world. Little is known of Arab practices before the rise of Islam in the 17th century, but under the early caliphs of Syria and Egypt, a staggering mass of written material was captured from Rome, Greece, and other conquered nations and translated including teachings of Aristotle. Between the 12th and 16th centuries, much of the lore entered into Europe. Solomon left a vast heritage of knowledge to his initiates. Interesting that one of Solomon's wives was a daughter of Pharaoh, king of the land of magic, and it's been held that it was through her secrets were disclosed to the king of Israel. It was said that Solomon was fortunate to be able to consult magical process. The ancient Egyptian theory of word of power that commands, which is so potent that it cannot be spoken, even thought. Some of the signs which are used in Solomon's work bear a more than superficial resemblance to similar signs used in Chinese works. In fact, Solomon was the greatest of the magicians, probably the highest level magician. He had power over the birds, the beasts, the men from highest to the lowest. Now, speaking of powerful magicians, the mention of Leviathan is an allusion to the miracles connected with the exodus of the Israelites. Interesting that this paragraph I'm going to read out of the New Catholic Encyclopedia, Volume 8, 1967. Listen to this. The opinion that in our day and age, the tricks of magic and sorcery have lost their power could be used to justify revealing the magic power Leviathan to the people. Now, remember, Sigmund Freud was born in 1836. He wrote various works detailing, of course, classifying psychotherapy, detailing the subconscious, deriving a lot of his psychology from ancient literature, Oedipus, Eros, Narcissus, all are evidence to his acquaintance with ancient Greek philosophy and poetry. Is it weird that in 1912, Freud also talked about in an article about Jewish magic in psychology. Is that interesting? Also goes on to talk about the Thebans god Amun-Ra, the sun god. And then he posed, where did Moses get his name from? I find that very strange. Now this is from Freud's 1912 Totem and Taboo, talking about the Egyptian magicians and understanding of the electrical effects underlying the occult arts and black arts of magicians of Egypt. And then, of course, he came up with this word, the magnetic power of a man attracting attention. Magnetic. You know, a magnetic personality. 
interesting that the Phoenicians worshipped the god Baal, which means electrical fire spirit, Moloch, which means the big fire god. In fact, in order to make him immortal, Achilles was said to have been held in such an electrical fire. Interesting in the temple building, the Arabians called the magician's king, where they succeeded in locking up spirits in copper flasks. Solomon was engaged in building a temple utilizing an electric power station similar to the ones used in the pyramid. Using concave mirrors, crystals, the Queen Semiramis had a very mysterious temple built on the east side of a mountain near Lake Van. It was said that a shamir, a ruby laser, was given to her from Solomon. I mean, when you look back at in the Sinai Desert, I mean, even look at the mines which supplied Egypt with copper and gems. Even Moses worked with a bunch of, you could call them, electrical technicians. There was a lot of them known among the Israelites. These electrical technicians and metallurgists were learning techniques from their fellow countrymen. Now, interesting, the Chaldeans had a reputation for harmonics applying laws of musical proportions. In a sense, the mind and the sense perception mingled together to produce a single state. St. Augustine mentions that the magnetic communicates its own power to iron. A magnet may be likened to the soul, knit to such a body with such a bond that the bond can't be broken or loosened. A magnet placed below a plate of silver affects only the iron. When a diamond is put near it, it does not attract iron. We marvel that there is in charcoal such brittleness that it is broken by the lightest touch. Archaeologists acknowledge that certain ancient cultures have known and used electricity and magnetism for various purposes dating back to ancient Babylon. Persian goldsmiths and artisans reveal in books on electroplating of jewelry. Again, the Egyptian manuscript called the Laden Papyrus contains descriptions of these electrical techniques. Very advanced, by the way. Interesting that Isis, or Asat, is the Egyptian goddess of electricity. Asat, or Isis, was the goddess because her batteries powered gods at night when the sun didn't shine. Cicero writes about it. Interesting that Cicero also mentions the Arabian din, the jinn, and spirits from lamps, as in genie and the lamp. The hieroglyphs in the temple of Dendera shows various forms of electricity. Lotus connections, the current in the lamp. Uh, interesting, here is a snake element in the lamp. Sun worship and snake lamps and the use of these ancient uses of electricity between, and again, ties in with the iron plates, a lot of hematite and iron plates that were placed between the outer layers and the Great Pyramid. Now, in this picture, interesting that you can see the Dendera Temple believed to depict electric lights and current represented by eels or some form of snake. The technicians appear to be wearing some type of protective shadow. Again, electric lights. Look at this. Very interesting. Serpents or eels with electric lights. Some sort of telecommunication device with concave mirrors. It indicates some kind of specific radio communication technique existed. 
Ramsey too claimed to have received a message from the god Amun-Ra, which led him to victory over Kadesh. Again, hieroglyphics, we find symbols that indicate that even big speaker systems existed. Among the hieroglyphs, you find a mystical instrument of a sieve with a thread around circles called a teshray or talking ray. And I'm going to bring this around when I talk about Franz Mesmer, as in where do we get the word mesmerized? He studied medicine at the University of Vienna, medicine and pharmacia. He qualified as a physician in 1767. Here's what he did his thesis on the influence of celestial gravity on human physiology. He announced that he had identified a previously unrecognized form of magnetism that did not require the disputed use of ferrous metals. So what did he do when he broadcasted a certain frequency? He noticed people fell into a convulsive trance. Certain frequencies, certain tones, certain syllables produced a preconceived result. What? A trance. And of course, Freud picked it up again. Remember with the unconscious mind? You could say Franz Mesmer mesmerized people, right? Yes. You could say he could mind control people, controlling the mind. Franz Mesmer, this German physician, essentially created what we know as hypnotism. Hypnotism, mind control, bewitchment, sorcery, it all starting to connect the dots. Now, interesting article I found in an introduction to the history of science. Listen to this. Bending of the Minds. The Tables 8 Discourse is about special wisdoms and magical secrets concerning idols and bending people's minds. The 8 Discourse runs as follows. The 8 Discourse on Special Wisdom and Secrets of Trickery Concerning Images. Example, Talismans and the Bending of Minds and of the Property of Precious Stones and marvelous words, i.e. spells from medical secrets. In other words, a.k.a. sorcery. And that is written in Pseudo-Aristotle, The Secret of Secrets. Author, W.F. Ryan and Charles B. Schmidt, University of London, 1982. Now, in the 16th century Europe, magic was understood as an art that could bring about particular effects on people by insensible means. Although magic was condemned by the Catholic Church, its source of power beyond that of ordinary people proved irresistible. Often those that became involved in magic were members of the clergy. And although magic was regarded as a secret art, it became increasingly visible through the publication of various books on its practice. The secret wisdom has been transmitted through a select group which included Abraham and Solomon, Hermes, Orpheus, Pythagoras, and other magi. This knowledge was hidden through the use of symbols and signatures that required the correct interpretation. In other words, gravity, magnetism, resonance, musical resonance, all occult forces where binding exerted its influence. Many of these techniques were closely guarded secrets known only to the initiates. In these practitioners were psychological and psychosomatic changes in human behavior, including the ability to manipulate emotions and heighten desires. This relied on sounds moving through the air, the pneuma, 
and impinging on the human spirits. Hence, Agrippa's Philosophia, written in 1510, explained these magical powers of incantations, incarnations, mathematical formulas, and musical resonances. Now, speaking of frequencies and waves, we can't uh, not talk about Nikola Tesla, the Serbian inventor, the electrical engineer, and futurist, you want to call him, best known for his contributions. Modern electricity, really, right? The founder of the rotating magnetic field and his vision of a global wireless transmission, a global wireless group of ley lines, his sleepless nights working over formulations and mathematical equations and scientific problems. Interesting, he managed to convince J.P. Morgan, the financier, to give him $200,000 to fund what would later become a gigantic, futuristic, and startling tower in the middle of Long Island, New York. What was that tower all about? You know it as Wardenclyffe Tower, a.k.a. the Tesla Tower, built by Nikola Tesla on Long Island in 1901. So what was the purpose of it? You could say the first broadcasting system in the world, transmitting electrical energy without wires. But what was it really? It's also interesting that Tesla had planned to utilize endothermic scalar inferometry to produce what he called a eye-in-the-sky remote viewing. We know it as astral projecting. You can look up Tesla's big eye for remote viewing using scalar inferometer transverse wave interference. I know that's a handle, isn't it? You could say he was a real prince of the power of the air. In 1979, a Tesla coil generator was scaled in studies out in Utah Lake where they use satellite communication systems technology and antennas to look at atmospheric changes and the ability to test high-frequency oscillating currents and extreme low-frequency magnetic fields. This is where the development of ELF frequency range and psychotronic warfare possibilities, things like Schumann resonance, in effect where the seawater hides the submarines from detection, Interesting that ELF fields of 6.26 hertz produced symptoms of confusion, anxiety, depression, tension, fear, EEG desynchronization, and other vegetative disturbances. Magnetic oscillations of 7.83 and 9 hertz mimicked complete meditative states, almost like, again, a trance. Mesmerization, remember? So it can be speculated that ELF signals, that is extreme low frequency signals, these are using frequencies from 3 to 30 hertz. In fact, go ahead and look up Project Sanguine. It was a United States Navy project in the late 60s for communicating with submerged submarines using these ELF radio waves. Again, this ties back in with the Schumann resonance that can affect moods, consciousness, health cycles, all forms of life. Frequencies in the range may well be the carrier energy involved in mind control, psychotronics, and even paranormal phenomena. Microwave signals can also be modulated in these ELF region of the spectrum produce similar effects. 
ELF signals can be a powerful potential weapon with global capabilities in psychosociological warfare. In 1952, the physicist W.O. Schumann postulated mathematically that our Earth and the ionosphere essentially produced a magnetic field that would oscillate at a resonant frequency that was identical to the range of human behavior. These transmissions disrupted lawful radio communications throughout the world, protested by many nations. The Soviets did not give an adequate explanation of the purposes of these tests that they were conducting. The Danish were doing it. The, the Russians were testing these frequency projects as well with electromagnetic signals. In the late 70s, the Soviets began transmitting electromagnetic signals over broad frequency ranges from about 5 to 15 hertz. That's of sufficient power to disrupt radio communication globally. And the Soviets, they didn't provide an adequate explanation of the purpose of those tests, but the Canadian Department of Transport that were monitoring sources reported alarming mood alterations in certain areas of eastern Canada, such as Ontario, Canada, which the RCMP, and there was a report that talks about it, believed were linked to these Soviet transmissions. So by introducing psychotronic signals into a mass population, you can control the behavior of large numbers of people. The weapon implications for this is huge. Raw emotions such as fear, terror, the need to be protected, the need to feel safe, it invokes thoughts and ideas impressed inside the brain itself. Specific areas and functions of the brain can be targeted. So in other words, an entire population is mass mind controlled and they don't even know it. The true unwitting robotic actions and emotions can be engineered in masses of human beings. So in other words, the human guinea pigs using this scalar technology has frightening implications. And you can read more in Scalar Electromagnetic Weapons. I found a book called A Briefing on Scalar Electromagnetic Weapons by Tom Bearden, Soviet Research and Development in the Field of Direction and Control of Human Behavior, Richard Helms, A Psychotronic Warfare Possibility, written in 1978. Now, I've talked a lot about the very occult Thule Society, remember? In 1918, this group of high-level occultists called itself the Thule Society. Hitler was a part of it, formed in Munich to study the occult significance of runic characters believed to have magical powers. They were very fascinated by the human thought process accompanied by phenomena of an electromagnetic nature. Again, the Thule Society, occultism and Nazism. The Nazis had a love affair with a high-level occult. Remember Heinrich Himmler, a fervent occultist, really a high-level wizard. All these Third Reich wizards were into the Lebensborn, these high-level Aleister Crowley witches using coven rituals and things that, listen, if you want to read more about that, you can get a book by Michael Fitzgerald called Hitler's Occultic War. He gets into even the fact that these Thulists, they practiced human sacrifice, sex magic, black masses conducted by the elite SS corps at a black Camelot in Wewelsburg. In fact, the Nazis even had their own occult bureau 
whose research into, get this, alchemy, cosmology theory, astrology, and UFOs, powerful armory of evil. For more information on that, get Hitler's Occult War by Michael Fitzgerald really gets into that. So the sorcery ties back in to high-level witchcraft, black magic, and this all ties in with sorcery, bewitchment, and mind control, and how all these frequencies are tied in with this. Folks, we're talking about not just spiritual warfare here, but a high-level form of weapons of war. They are using this high-level weaponry, the scalar sorcery and weaponry, to completely subjugate us. And there are spirits that are operating behind this. This is so important to understand this. Now, this also ties into a court. Now, this is really interesting, and this is where it gets really creepy. Now, let's bring this up to today. According to Executive Intelligence Review, such a behavioral control project was begun in the 1950s, coordinated by none other than the British Psychological Warfare Unit called the Tavistock Institute with the Scottish Rite Freemasons, the CIA, and United Nations agencies. There's the United Nations again. In 76, the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency, released a report, Soviet Research and Development in the Field of Controlling Human Behavior. Now, this is a quotation from the Warren Commission documents that were declassified in 1984. Our research indicates that the Soviets have been and, uh, and still are developing technologies for controlling the development of behavioral patterns among the citizenry. We've learned there is sophisticated technology for transmittal to the population targets in the battle for the minds of men. Some of the more esoteric techniques such as ESP or biological radio communication and psychogenic agents such as LSD and psychotronic brainwashing techniques have been developed. These techniques include deliberating high-frequency radio waves, hypnotic scrambled sounds, and mind-bending electromagnetic fields causing psychological disturbances. In other words, the report claims that the health ministry and the FSB continue to do mind control experiments on millions of unsuspecting innocent people. Those people are virtually helpless to confront or overcome the programming that they have been subjected to. And at some predetermined time in the future, upon receiving a specific combination of secret signals, anyone will automatically execute whatever behavior they've been pre-programmed to do. Now, interesting, there is a publication in December of 1992, a publication called Microwave Harassment and Mind Control Experimentation, published an overview of complaints received from individuals and noted that a global pattern of activity regarding mind control experimentation and the new world order seemed to exist. People complained of induced auditory input, vicious overt harassment, and an abusive array of externally induced symptoms. Typically, the victims complained of being zapped by radio waves, stalked, hearing voices, and other psychotic, delusional, or schizophrenic type of behaviors. 
And these cases involved electronic devices that mimic the effects of directed energy weapons. Now, going back, it was interesting that in 1393, in the reign of Charles IV, it was considered that the king was rendered mad by sorcery. The ministers of the court resolved to pit a magician against the sorcery. Five years later, the king had another attack, and two Augustine friars were sent for the purpose of effecting a cure. Their conduct was so outrageous that they were executed. A third attack in 1403 was combated by two sorcerers erecting iron columns of the height of a middle-sized man. Iron columns. Interesting again that metallurgy always ties in to sorcery, doesn't it? Metallurgy, alchemy, sorcery, it always links together. The Duke of Orleans fell under the same suspicion of sorcery. He received a friar magician into his castle who became the active instrument in the prosecution of his design. Around the 1400s, the belief in nightly meetings of witches had become universal. In Paris alone during the reign of King Charles, there were said to be no less than 30,000 alleged sorcerers and more than three times that number during Henry III. During the earlier part of the 16th century, trials for witchcraft in France were of rare occurrence. The terror and imagery accounts for the craze which devastated Europe in the 17th century. The 18th century in France was prolific in the rise of occult history. Many Masonic lodges and sects were started throughout the country. And this ties back into Mesmer, the influence of France. Mesmer led to a growth in spiritualism, which arose in France, as in other countries, from the awakening of psychic powers evolving by Mesmer's deep interest in magnetism. So when you look at these spirits of alchemy, the spirits of Kabbalah, Gematria, the pharmacia, sorcery, magic, and the mind control, the conditioning, the mind binding, the alchemy, the witch doctor, sorcery, and then you look at technology today, like... 5G, these grids, these entire ley lines that cover the planet. When you think about the 5G and how this technology can reverberate, this is an absolute hellish cornucopia that is straight out of the pits of hell. Talk about Satan being almost, well, what did Satan want to become? Omnipresent. Now you can really see how Satan can be really become the prince of the power of the air, can't you? Simply put, these 5G transmitters are lethal psychotronic and electromagnetic mind control weapons of mass destruction, all right. It's weapons of mass manipulation and destruction. Folks, we're talking about 5G electromagnetic warfare and mind control, scalar sorcery. Now combine that with this nanotech nightmare that's going on with vaccines. This is a cornucopia straight out of the bowels of hell itself. And that's why it's so important to be doing daily spiritual warfare, covering ourselves, and how to effectively do that. Folks, this is an all-out spiritual attack. And so spiritual warfare is a must. In my book, Power Prayers, we have a book called Prayer Concerning Weapon System. It's Prayer 13. And that is a powerful prayer. So I want to get into some deliverance and spiritual warfare right now. And I'm going to put these demons on notice that every one of us has been affected by all these spirits that are involved in this. 
And so I'm going to start calling out all the spirits that I believe are behind this. And then at the end, I'll finish it up with a very powerful prayer against these weapon systems so that you can learn this. You can use it as a template to do your daily warfare as well. So Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we all come in agreement, the believers that are praying right now, we come in one accord, we come in agreement, and we're going to start dealing with these demons, these spirits that are operating behind all of this. And I'm going to start calling them out and they're going to come out. You just received this prayer. All these spirits come out by the pneuma, the breath. And so just simply take deep breaths and exhale. Deliverance really is the children's bread. And don't forget that deliverance, the casting out of demons, was two-thirds of Jesus Christ's ministry. And that also ties in with spirits of infirmity. So one of the big ones that I believe right now is Pan, the ruler's spirit of Pan, as in Panic, Pandemic, Pandemonium. Pangaea is an earth ruler spirit, as in pantheism, the earth worship cult that I expose in Green Gospels. I command all these spirits of Pan in all forms to come out of the people now, loose them. Angels put hooks in their jaws and pull them all out. Come on, start coming out of the skin, the cells, the DNA. Come out of the body, let's go. Come out of the mind. And Pan ties in with CERN. I always say, what are they doing over there at CERN? CERN Nunos. All those demons of alchemy, Mercury, Hermes, Sir Nunes. Let's go. Come on, start moving out of the people right now. Prince of the power, the air spirits. We cut them off. The spirit of the prince of the power of the air of the world. We break the power of that. When Whirly called them end time mind control spirits, Martigus, Beltigis, Articus, Maseroth, Beltigis, snake spirits, scorpion spirits, serpentine spirits. Come off the people now. SARS, Mars, let's go move in Jesus' name. All these mind-binding, mind-control, mind-twisting, mind-bending. Come on, all the fear, the paralyzing fear. That's been a big part of all this huge agenda. Mind-control spirits. Let's go. I break you off. The control, the conjuring. This is witchcraft mind-control. Mind-control in all forms. Let's go move. All the witch doctor, these incantations, spells, sorcery, alchemy, cosmology, metallurgy. I break the power of all of it. Every theta, beta, alpha, gamma, delta waves, all these mind control spirits, the steady diet you get even off the TV, radio broadcast, the airwaves, the beta, the theta, the alpha, gamma, the delta programming. Let's go. I break it off the people right now. All the MK Ultra spirits, spirits of the MK Ultra, the mind control, those mind control projects. That is an absolute ruler spirit. I break it off the people right now. All this lack of control, feeling out of control, this depression the doubt, the despair, death, murder, suicide. I break your power. Come on, all the cult of Osiris, the spirit of Hecate. I break the power, that ruler spirit, off the people now and command it to go. Baal spirits, Moloch spirits, all this Baal and Moloch worship club that we're getting a steady occult social engineering diet of. The Brotherhood of the Snake, the Babylonian Magic, the Witchcraft Covens, Satanic Human Sacrifice, Media Mind Control, Psychological Warfare, Vaccine as Savior. If you've had a vaccine, I just speak a neutralization to that right now. In your body, literally, Jesus Christ can remove that right now. So just receive it by faith. The blood of Jesus, the only DNA you want is the DNA of Jesus Christ himself. The life is in the blood. I ask you, God, right now to cleanse the blood of every single person. All the spirits of confusion that have come in, 
every spirit that is operating behind this COVID, this whole agenda, this whole hoax, this pandemic, I break the power and every spirit I command to come off the people right now. Let's go move out. All the spirits of infirmity that came in, all the deception, the lying spirits. Let's go. The power of the control of the mind, control spirits. Listen, God is in supreme control and I loose the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind over you right now. Come on, all the spirits of chaos, the spirits of disorder, divisive spirits, all this conflict spirits, the spirits of chaos that have been loosed. Let's go move off the people right now. A spirit of fear. Let's go. All these spirits, I really believe that's a ruler spirit. Confusion. Fear. I just keep getting that. All these spirits of fear. All the spirits have come in through this programming. A steady diet of programming and manipulation. The propaganda. The psychic mass mind control through propaganda. The mass media programming. I break the power of that in command. That to come out of the people. Start moving off the people right now. Let's go all the way out. Moving us to the mark of the beast. One step closer. It's take your jab. Take your demon technology. Your demon tech. The unleashing of these hellish weapons like DARPA, all these weapon systems, Father, I break the power of every weapon system that have come into the people from the occult satellite mind control. I really believe there's even like occult mind control satellites. We break the power of all those frequencies, right? We break the spirits of thought forms, the egregory spirits. Come off the people now, right now. Come on, let's go. Perverse spirits that distort the truth. Come on, start moving. Mysterium spirits. Let's go. Let's move out off the people right now. All these spirits of the programming and we have decades and decades of predictive programming. I break that off the people right now. Let's go move out. Hook them out, angels. Hook them out. The new world order. The spirit of the new world order. Come off the people. All the spirits of the Midianites, the Chaldeans, the spirits of the Hittites, the Amorites. Come on, let's go. All these death cults, all these idolatry cults. Let's go. Spirits of idolatry, iniquity, whoredoms. I break it off the people right now. Let's go. Rituals, witchcraft coven rituals. Let's go. Toxic substance used in rituals. We speak death to it right now. Come on. All those grimori, the egregory, the ritual forms, the thought forms. Come on. Move off the people right now. Come out. All toxic substances in ritual form. Get out of the people. Come on. African hoodoo, voodoo, julu, hulu. Let's go. Move out. Come Come on, let's go move off the people. All forms of African witchcraft come out of the people right now. Any form of witchcraft, all witchcraft coven, all spells, incantations, divination. I break it off the people right now. All these gods and goddess spirits, all of them. Let's go. The cult of Osiris, the cult of Horus, all the Egyptian pantheon, the Greek pantheon, all of them. You know who you are. Get out now. Come on, off the people, out of the cells, out of the bones, out of the blood, out of the organs of the body. All damage in the body again through these vaccines, all the issues that have resulted. I speak a supernatural reversal to everything and command it to leave your body right now. Come out of the cells. How many billions of cells do we have? Let's go. Come on, keep moving out of the people. All the nanotech, the stuff that's affected our DNA. Let's go. Move off the people. Just no logic, just acceptance, acquiescence, that illusion, the illusion of safety. The Germans had a word for that too. They wanted safety. 
all these messages and mantras and the anxiety, the panic, the fear, the spirits of paralyzation, spirits that are paralyzing the people with negativity and pessimism. Change your mind, changing your responses with no logical indoctrination, the spirit of breaking people's down, breaking their wills, breaking their spirit. All those spirits come off the people, the veil, the distortion, the cloaking, the changing your mind, the changing your thinking. You need to think differently in this time of uncertainty. I command all those spirits to get out now. Pull them off, angels. Pull them out. Pull them out. All these obsessive spirits, disease, unease, the fear spirits, the spirits that paralyze people with this hopelessness, helplessness, fear of going crazy, the double-mindedness. Come on. It goes back to the mind-binding Come off the people right now. All this black magic, all these thought forms, this witchcraft insanity, the psychic mind binding, mind twisting, mind bending, psychic prayer, psychic mind power. We're all in this together, apart. Those mantras, I break the power of those mantras, those tantras. Get off the people right now. All spirits of Mercury retrograde, lunar magic, let's go. Bibliomancy, that's part of conditioning and mind control and code words and like social distancing, flattening the curb. Come on, I break the spirit of charismatic witchcraft off the people. All Rosicrucianism, witchcraft, Satanism, bibliomancy, Thelema, OTO, all the Freemasonic spirits. Let's go. Spirits of alchemy, Kabbalah, Gematria. We break your power. Come on, pharmakia. We break the power of pharmakia, sorcery, magic, sex magic, spirits of the world, spirits of the lunar magic, the thurgy, the druid magic, all spirits of Mercury retrograde. Let's go. The Beltane spirits. Come on, let's go. All conjoining spirits. Let's go. Come on, things that came in the ear gate, the eye gates, the trauma, the, the hearing of certain phrases, code words. Keep moving, keep moving, keep moving out. Just tell them to go, folks. Breathe them out. Take a deep breath. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you gave us power over all the power of the enemy, it says in Luke 10, 19, and even the tools the enemy uses. It says no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Even the tools the enemy uses for manipulation and control as in these weapon systems that are coming against us in this toxic soup that we're being bathed in every day and more on the horizon. I bind and break the power of every weapon and weapon system being used against us, including land, air, sea, land, sea, air-based weapons. I bind and break all the frequencies and energies and scalar sorcery being used against us and our family for evil purposes. We speak a neutralization and reversal of every tactic of the enemy to control or manipulate us, Father, using anything, whether it's subliminal, sound, visual, visible, or invisible, in Jesus' name. We break the spirits of all techno-sorcery, electro-sorcery, scalar waves, all these EMF waves and radiation waves and radio waves and frequencies and communication waves, all of it. We cover it with the blood of Jesus right now. We just cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. Father, we ask you to put a protective hedge around us like that Zachariah 2.5, a wall of fire, the Holy Ghost around us at all times. We're going to pray that daily. Jesus said, give us our daily bread. We need to be doing this daily. So, Father, we ask for that protective hedge that only you can put around us. That's Psalm 91, Father. We ask to dwell in the shelter of you, the Most High God. It says we'll rest in the shadow of the Almighty. You are a refuge in our fortress, and we will trust in you. You will literally cover us, it says, and we ask for that shield. It says, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plagues that destroy. A thousand may fall at our side, ten thousand at our right hand, but nothing will come nigh thee. 
Father, we don't fear for the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by noonday. You will cover us, it says. We ask for that refuge, that shield and rampart. We will call upon the Lord. It says, I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. Father, we thank you. The deliverance is the children's bread. We thank you for spiritual warfare. There are so many scary things, but we don't have to fear because the Lord is our refuge and we will make the most high our dwelling. No harm will overtake us. No disaster will come near. Why? It says that you command your angels concerning to guard in all our ways. It says, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard. Father, we ask for angels linking arms shoulder to shoulder. So no evil can penetrate. And we just give you thanks right now. And we will continue to pray against this evil agenda. And we pray this in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. I really think this was a very powerful show today. Share it wide and far with your believer friends. This is really, really big stuff today covered. Go back and relive. Listen and keep getting your deliverance and start using spiritual warfare every single day. This is really important considering what we're up against. Go to the contact form, reach out to me, and let me know how you like the show, folks. It's also going to be up on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the program today, folks. This was a very powerful show. I hope you're blessed. We'll see you real soon. Good night and God bless you.